Well, I'm especially happy to welcome you this day to the Christ Journey family experience here in South Florida, wherever you're making your connection with us across the nation, around the world, to all of our friends and church online. But also, this is the second Sunday of Advent, and uh, so we continue our series Christmas Party Playlist. It's also the... Um, Parent Dedication Sunday in our campuses, and so we're glad to welcome each of you who are here as extended family, part of our church family as well that's joined together, and all the volunteers who offer your hearts and your laps and uh, your prayers so that we can raise our children together in this uh, opportunity at Christ's Journey, so thank you very much. And then also, you know what, today is first day live streaming at Miami Beach Christ Journey Campus, so can we say Miami Beach? We feel you, we love you, hope you hear this. We don't want to leave Kendall Campus out, so Kendall Campus, please feel our love as well. And then those joining us at Gables, we're so pleased to welcome you today. You know what, uh, a favorite song on our Christmas party playlist is I'll Be Home for Christmas. I don't know how anybody thinks about Christmas without our hearts turning toward home. You know, some, some of my warmest childhood memories have to do with Christmases at home. And I know that my story is not everybody's story, but I'll just bring you into it for a moment. I still remember my dad up first thing Christmas morning before anybody else, and he's already got the house full of music. He's got a special album that's playing, and I remember this album from every Christmas of my childhood that he would already have playing before we ever got up. And so you know what I did when I got up and out of the house? I went and bought the same album. And then when uh, the turntable, rather than replacing the turntable, I, I, uh, when the technology came around to make it better on cassette tape, I got it on cassette. And then I now have it on digital, and I have played it every Christmas morning ever since in my life. You know, whether I was single, married, parent, uh, every Christmas morning, because somehow it takes me into this place of this is Christmas. When you ask my mother, now that my brother and my sister and I, you know, in our adult life, we moved out of the house. When you ask our mother, what do you want for Christmas, mother? You know what she always says? Maybe your mom does the same thing, or maybe you say this. Oh, I just want my children together for Christmas. Just having my kids together is enough. And um, we're not always able to honor that request because, you know, our responsibilities have scattered us. But by the way, mother, if you're watching today, um, love you and... Uh, thanks for being with us on Thanksgiving. So uh, we're not going to get to be together on Christmas, but Thanksgiving, we were together. Maybe that song is on your Christmas playlist as well. I'll be home for Christmas. There's a line in it that says, um, Christmas Eve will find me where the love light gleams. And of course, where the love light gleams is home. I'm talking about being home. So today, where our message is taking us and our playlist is taking us home for Christmas. And uh, we don't want any of our families, any of our homes to move beyond God's blessing at this season of the year especially. So I've asked our worship response team that immediately following the message, that they would be available here at the platform for anybody, any couple, any single, any parents, any married uh, husband and wife that want to come and just receive a prayer of blessing briefly, it's not a long time, but briefly to find your way to the front. And I have given them psalms, 
P-S-A-L-M, verses from the Psalms, that I pray for my children, that I pray for my family, that we might pray for your family, if, you're, if you want to. Now, why the Psalms? Because the Psalms are uh, the worship songbook of the Old Testament. They are the prayer book of, um, actually, Jesus Christ. It was his prayer book. And you'll find, as you're reading the Gospels, you'll find Jesus repeatedly quoting different verses from the Psalms. Where did he first learn them? Well, he was like every other young man in his culture. He would have first got them at home. And as Luke's Gospel shows, most likely he heard them first from his mother. In fact, the very first song that we find in the Gospel of Luke was written by Jesus' mother, Mary, and you may know it as Mary's Magnificat. That's a Latin word that simply means magnify. So she, uh, after the angel brings Mary this amazing message that she will be with child from the Most High, she accepts her place in God's plan and then is so overflowing with joy and humility and, and um, peace that she's inspired to write a song. And, uh, and it's a song full of verses woven together from the Psalms. She writes a song, a brand new song, and pulls from eight different songs in the book of Psalms. Eight strands, and she weaves them into one new song. Now, we saw last week that some of the very best Christmas songs have Jewish composers. Did you know that? I'll Be Home for Christmas is one of them as are every one of the psalms in the Bible, and is also Mary's song. And so I'm imagining her heart being so full and uh, overflowing with wonder at what's taking place that she's weaving together some verses from her understanding of God's truth in the psalms, maybe some of her favorite prayer songs, and now weaves them into a brand new song of her own. And as we tag up today, I'd like for us just to read it responsively. So all of our campuses, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring the song up verse by verse at the lower part of the screen, and then you'll see your prompt, women and men. And then I just want to invite you to speak so as to be heard, but when it's your turn, let's all sound off so that we can hear it together, okay? Everybody ready? So all campuses, here we go. Ladies, you're going to begin. So women... Okay, guys, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. Ladies. Okay, guys, take a breath. Here we go. Together. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. Ladies. Amen. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. Ladies. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. Okay, now all campuses, every person, everywhere, here we go, together. He has helped his servant Israel, 
remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. Now we remember that Jesus from last time was seed of Abraham and house of David. And so through Mary's line, she's remembering as well. Seed of Abraham, house of David. And she weaves these promises together from eight different songs in her worship songbook. It makes me think of songs that my mother used to sing when I was growing up. And maybe you've heard your mom sing some songs. But for mine, these were some words that I remember. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. Then there was another one. His eye is on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. And then there was another one. He touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Now, Mary, her experience made me think of that. I'm thinking that Mary, probably this wasn't the only time that she visited this song and revisited this song. Now, it was the occasion in which it was written. But I'm wondering if she also didn't tag up with it from time to time and uh, that Jesus had opportunity to hear her singing it, not only through the months of her pregnancy while he was still in her womb, but maybe each year on his birthday, maybe his mom said, hey, remember that song that God inspired me to write and then that became a birthday song? We don't know. Scripture doesn't tell us. I'm just imagining right now. Or maybe in the morning when she would get up and she would have her private time with God, she would go back through the Psalms and remember how God was being faithful to her. Or maybe it was after a hard day and she's just spent and it's the last thing she does before she goes to bed at night when she's offering her prayer. She remembers this song. All I'm saying is these were songs of the key of life that she was living out of and she wove these songs together that captured the meaning that lifted her to that place. Now, if I were to congeal the meaning of all of them, it would simply read something like this. This is a way oversimplification, but this is what I hear her saying. God is big. God is good. God has brought me into his plans, and God wants to bless the world through me in Jesus. Like I said, it's, it way oversimplifies the song that we just read, but I wonder if you would remember it with me. So once again, all campuses, all people, every place, one voice together. Would you read this out loud together with me? Could we bring it back up, please? God is big. God is good. God has brought me into his plans. And God wants to bless the world through me in Jesus. It's appropriate that we would celebrate parent dedication on this day as we remember with Mary what was happening in the Holy Family, we also remember our conviction is that every child is a gift from God. And that God wants to bless the world through every one of us. And so I'm happy to welcome to the platform today Rafa and Coco Bracho to bring us into some of the story of blessing that they have had. Would you join me in welcoming them? Now, we remember Rafa because we saw him already today. Uh, Rafa is the uh, director of worship here at the Gables campus. Coco, his wife of five years, you guys have celebrated fifth anniversary. Yes. 
And, uh, and so we're happy to see you again. From time to time, we see her on this platform when she sings and also assists us in leading in worship. Um, but today, Coco, you're expecting. Yes, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and when are you due? February 12th. February 12th. You don't want to hold out for a Valentine baby? No. No? Okay. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> okay. Well, we congratulate you and Rafa. We enjoy celebrating you together and what God Thank is you. doing in your life. But it, it wasn't always easy, huh? No, definitely not. bring us it's, into that story? Sure. It, it definitely has been a long journey. And I have to admit that there was definitely times where I felt hopeless. Mm. And if I may be transparent, um, when I was 19, I became pregnant and afraid of what my life would turn out. Mm. Uh, afraid that my parents were going to disown me and what people were going to think or say, I made the choice to have an abortion. And it was the worst decision I've ever made. And I didn't know God at the time, and so I felt into a very deep depression. But in getting to know God, I it wasn't until then that I truly felt that I was forgiven and that I was able to forgive myself. You know, I think life is, I always say life is like a roller coaster. It has its ups and its downs. And uh, church, Pastor Bill, wouldn't you think that marrying this handsome <laughs> God worshiper is definitely a, an up highlight in my life. It definitely has been. God bless you. Definitely has been. But as we talk about parent dedication, it really, as you mentioned, it, it really wasn't uh, an easy process to get pregnant. As a matter of fact, we tried for, for years and visited many doctors. Um, and it turns out that I uh, had a 12-centimeter ovarian cyst. Mm. And I was told that earlier this year. And so at that time, again, I, I felt... Uh, afraid, afraid that I wasn't going to be able to bear Rafa, uh, a child. And to, to be honest, uh, I felt guilty that I wasn't able to conceive because of that decision I made 16 plus years ago and that I discarded a life. And so, you know... We were given uh, six, six weeks um, to make a decision after surgery. And by God's grace, uh, the cyst was not malignant, so they Thank were able God. to remove it. Amen. And I was given six weeks for bed rest. And in six weeks, we got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and so how did, how did you feel when you found out you were expecting so many different emotions. I felt happy, I felt joyous, but above all, by far, I felt so, so grateful. Mm. Grateful to God for second chances. Grateful that he chose me to carry his son. To carry his son, but ultimately his son. And what I felt God was, was and telling you said me. said a son, it's a little boy. Yeah, it's a boy, his name and will be Noah. Name, you're naming him? Uh, Noah. 
<laughs> no. Melchizedek. <laughs> you, I, I told Rafa and Coco when, when uh, they first announced, I said, well, you know, Melchizedek is a great Bible name that <laughs> nobody ever uses, so I think he would be the only one. But they've chosen Noah. Noah. Uh. Noah. But uh, it, if I can say anything in, in what I feel God was telling me through this, through this journey is that um, God's promises are bigger than our mistakes and Amen. our choices and that he goes exceedingly abundantly and beyond anything that we can ever think or imagine. And actually one of my favorite verses is in Luke 145 where it talks about Mary. Okay. And it, it says, blessed is she who believes that every promise will be fulfilled to her. Well, Mary wrote a song for her son. Do you have one? We actually do. We wrote uh, a lullaby for Somehow Noah. I knew that already, but uh, maybe we can convince them to sing it so we can hear it. How about that? All right. Thanking Coco and Rafa for being, God bless you. Yeah, love you. Love you guys. Man, what a story and what a blessing. And though it may not be identical to your story, I'm thinking that most of us in uh, the stories of our lives find ourselves wondering sometimes if God is going to bless us if God is listening to our prayers, if there will come the time when the pieces that seem missing from our puzzle will ever come together. And so what an opportunity of hope for us to remember the words to the song that they sang for Noah, assure him that he can close his eyes because God is taking care of him, that angels are watching over him, as he sleeps, and that he can go ahead and have dreams because those dreams are safe in being fulfilled in the God who cares for him. So they're words of comfort. They're words of assurance. Those are the same kinds of words that Mary wrote on that, to that first Christmas baby 
words of assurance and words of comfort, weaving different strands from different psalms into one declaration of faith. And so what I would like to do is just pull down those strands real quickly, and we'll just rush through them. And they're on the Christ Journey app for those of you that want to do a deeper dive into the Scripture and what, where they coalesce. But I'd like for you to see where they line up in the Psalms and then where would they show up in Mary's song. So here's the first one, Psalm 138, verse 8. Though the Lord is on high, he looks upon the lowly, Mary says. The proud he knows from afar. That's verse 48. Verse 49 is from Psalm 71, verse 19. Your righteousness reaches to the skies, O God. You have done great things. Who, O God, is like you? And then the next verse lines up with Psalm 111, verse 9, verse 49. He has ordained his covenant forever. Holy is his name. Then Psalm 103, 17. From everlasting to everlasting, his love is with those who fear him, with their children's children. That ties to verse 50. See how she's weaving some of her favorite verse into one song together. Next is Psalm 98. He has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation. Well, that's verse 51. And then he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Psalm 107, verse 9. And that's verse 53. And then Psalm 98. He remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel And all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. That's verses 54 and 55. And then Psalm 32, verse 11. The Lord swore an oath to David. Your sons will sit on your throne forever. That's verse 55. Where she says, our father. So as she closes, she remembers that her son is seed of Abraham and house of David, and God is keeping his promises through the generations. And now she's weaving that in to this simple song, which you, now you can see why I said the summary reflection is simply this. God is big, God is good, and God has brought me into his plans. God wants to bless the world through me in Jesus The song that we're tagging up with from our Christmas party playlist simply says this, Christmas Eve will find me where the love light gleams. So how can you facilitate the love love light gleaming in your home? I think Mary offers us four very clear next steps. The first one is this, let God be big in your life. How can you do that today? Well, it starts by trusting him as your savior and then by following him as your life guide, following him as your Lord. Or here's how the Psalms say it, Psalm 34, verse four. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. We heard this from Coco and Rafa just a moment ago. Those who look to him are radiant. Does that sound like gleaming to you? And their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. That's the psalmist's way of saying, let God be big in your life. Is that your next step? If you'd like to let the love light gleam, then start by letting God be big in every part of your life and start with your home life. Pray for your marriage, pray for your parenting, pray for your future, and then ask God to move the mountains of doubt, to move the distractions of the season, and then bring you into the heart of who he is. Secondly, let God be good 
in your life. Sometimes we're afraid that things that we did that weren't so good are going to catch up with us and God is going to hold a grudge against us. When what we see from Scripture is that God took the grudge, the curse upon himself in Christ and now invites us to believe his word, to receive his promises, and then reflect upon the songs of faith that he brings into our lives. So you can ask the Holy Spirit to be your guide as you open his word and to offer counsel to you in life. Here's a psalm that we would like to pray for somebody today. Trust in the Lord and do good, Psalm 37.3. How can you let God be good in your life? Well, this is a step that way. And then enjoy safe pasture. Delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So trust him to be good and believe that nothing is too hard for God. Here's the third thing that Mary says. Let God bring you into his plans. Now, this is different from asking God to bless your plans. Right? This is different. We don't say, oh, God, I've got a great plan. Would you bless this and give me success? No, here's what Mary says. God has a plan for your life, and success comes when you invite, when you step into his plan. That's where the blessing is. So when God invites you to take a next step of faith, that's the step where joy will meet you. Psalm 16, verse 11, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. God's not out to take your joy away. He's wanting to bring pleasure in. That's what the psalmist says. So don't just pray to get God's blessing on your plan. Pray that God would show you his plan and then take the step of faith to join him in that. How do you do that? Well, it has something to do with your body. That's what we see in Mary's story. Actually, Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, that we should present our bodies to God because this is our act of worship. And then we see Mary doing it with God in her invitation to trust him for magnifying him. She magnifies him with her soul, but then she serves God's purpose with her body. So each one of us can say the same thing. Lord, my body is at your disposal. My body will be your temple, your tool, so that your blessing can come to my world through me. What do I mean? Well, how did Mary and Joseph do that? How did they trust God with their bodies? I mean, in a, in a simple statement, it's this. They got married. They got married. Maybe that's a heads up for somebody today. They didn't just live together. They didn't just stay together. They got married. And then they met the will of God in it, and God's joy blessed their family. Maybe that's your next step. Or maybe for somebody, you say, well, I believe in God with my head. I've trusted Jesus in my heart, but you still haven't followed him in baptism. And what he's saying is put your body into it. So here's where the joy of God will meet you when you stop saying, God, would you bless my plan? And then you step into his plan. He says, when you take the step of faith to put your body at my disposal, then I will meet you there with blessing. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, it makes total sense. So, believer, if it means that wherever, if you're wanting to know, you feel like you've been stuck in your faith for a while, you're wanting to know, how do I get unstuck? Well, the step is simply this. Ask, ask the Holy Spirit to be your counselor and ask him, have I done everything that you asked me to do so far? When he gives you a prompting, had you to follow through with it? And then if I haven't, would you give me a heads up, Lord? Part of the Holy Spirit's job is to remind us of things. And so we can ask him, 
Would you remind me if there's anything? And then just go, when, when it comes to mind, then you go, just go back and do that, and then you're ready to take your next step. That makes sense. That's the way it works. That's how we move forward. That's how we get unstuck. Believer, it's not just believing. James says we don't just hear the word, but we put it into practice. That means it gets translated out of our brain, out of our heart and our soul, into our bodies. So the second step of letting, I mean the third step of letting the love light gleam is by letting your body reflect the truth of God's love in your relationships. And then finally, if you let God bless your world through you in Jesus. Now, how do you do that? How can any one of us really change the world? Well, it's as simple as this. Start at the world that you live in at home. One of the things we say through the years around here is the light that shines farthest shines brightest where? At home. So maybe that's the best step forward to change your world today is if you want to love the world, then start by loving your family. Start by loving your spouse. Start by loving your kids. Kids, start by loving your parents. And then model that love in your family life, in your marriage. Be kind, be patient with your spouse. Show your faith in every day. How do we do that? Well, in the words we say, in the songs we sing, in the verses we quote, just like Mary did. She didn't just read her Bible. She wove it into a personal song, and then she sang her song so that her child could hear the truth of God while still in her womb. This is amazing. But it raises this question, parents, and to the parents who made their commitments today, what are your children hearing coming out of your mouth? Are they hearing the psalms of God's promises woven into the music of your life? Are they hearing verses being laid hold of? God, nothing is too hard for you. You can move this mountain. Or are they hearing us rehearse our troubles and remember all of our anxieties and repeat them to the point that they can repeat them with us? Mary was listening, was writing, and was singing, and was giving voice to her faith by letting God's word get into her heart. Psalm 119.11, I have hidden your word in my heart that then I won't sin against you with my mouth. God doesn't expect us to be a blessing until we have received his blessing. And that's why we wanted to close these moments together by inviting anybody who will to join our worship response team. So I'm going to invite our worship response team to just step up, forward, come forward on all of our campuses right now. If you'll just find your way to the front of the platform, uh, Miami Beach, Kendall, Gables Campus, and we're going to make ourselves available to God's people just for a moment of blessing, a moment of prayer. This is not a long intercession. This is taking a promise from the Psalms and then praying it upon people who, upon couples that want to come for their marriage or upon parents and children or upon a parent who's praying for a wayward child or upon a family that wants to come for a blessing. So you understand what I'm saying. Um, what I'm going to do is invite us to bow our heads in just a moment. But as you would like to receive the blessing from the Psalms today, then you find your way to there, and we're all across the platform, all the way to the doors here, and I'm sure you can see at your campus where your worship 
team is right now that we want to breathe a prayer of blessing for everyone who comes. And here's what's going to happen when you come. They're going to say, what's your name? And then you say it, Bill. You say your name. And uh, though I could use a blessing too. Um, and then they're going to ask you, how can I pray for you? And then they'll have a brief prayer. Okay? And so then we want to make sure that everybody gets a chance who wants to. So, um, so here we go. We're going to bow our heads together. And as our heads are bowed, our eyes don't need to be closed. But as our heads are bowed, if you want to make your way forward, nobody's gawking at you. Nobody's looking at you. But if you'd like to come even now on all of our campuses, just step out and find your way forward and allow a brother or a sister to ask a brief prayer of blessing for you, and then you can find your way back to your seat. And in a moment, after we've had some prayer time together, then we will uh, we'll sing. Now, one other prayer before we release our campuses. If you would like to begin a relationship with Jesus today, then here's the prayer I'd like to suggest you pray with me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sins. Fill me with your spirit and lead me in your path of blessing. I trust you as my Savior and will follow you as my Lord. Now, with our heads still bowed, if you prayed that prayer with me and would let me ask God's blessing upon you in your next steps of faith, then I want you just to raise your hand wherever you're seated or if you're joining us online, you can click right there on the screen and we will be praying with you there. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Lord, for every person who by uplifted hand in all of our sites and our campuses today are opening their heart to you, we pray your blessing of salvation for them as we make our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.